A Wednesday Locked On Vols, it starts now. We've got some Tennessee basketball news, a Tennessee baseball game to recap, and some interesting notes on the financials of some former head coaches still being paid by the University of Tennessee. All that and more coming up on your Wednesday Locked On Vols. You are Locked On Vols, your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey everybody, how you doing? I'm Eric Kane, your host here of Locked On Balls. Welcome down into it here on this Wednesday show. Thanks so much for making Locked On Balls your first listen each and every day. And uh, it's five days a week, weekday mornings when you wake up on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. Appreciate you guys for subscribing and watching on YouTube and listening wherever you get it. You know, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever. We're there five days a week and this is the place for your Tennessee Volunteers news each and every day. I'm your host, Eric Kane. I do radio in Knoxville, Tennessee. I write for the rival site covering the University of Tennessee. That is VolQuest.com. And let's peel back the curtain a little bit, okay, guys? I, do you ever just have those days where you just cannot find enough time in the day? Um, it's no secret. I work a couple different jobs, a couple different side hustles. It, it all revolves around Tennessee football, of course, and so that's why I'm able to get away with it as I continue to build my brand and kind of get to, get to where I want to be and accomplish the goals that I want to accomplish. And so, um, you know, days are long. You know, I'm always working seven days a week, uh, but, you know, I enjoy it, and it's worth it right now. It's worth it. Um, but every now and again, there's a day when literally <laughs> there's – there's not enough minutes in the day. I kid you not. That's no exaggeration. On, uh, let's see, this is Wednesday. So on Tuesday, you guys know I record this late, late on, or usually not late. It is tonight on Tuesday nights, the night before. And I was going from, you know, 5 a.m. in the morning, doing the morning radio show, going and covering practice, doing media. I uh, had to go do some recruiting things. Uh, went and covered Tennessee baseball. Now coming back, doing the show. Uh, Got to write a recording, uh, recruiting story a little bit later. Um, it is super late. And so it is just one of those shows to where I'm going to give you everything I got. I'm going to give you some good info. It's going to be a good show. But I'm not going to lie to you. It's not going to be 35 minutes. So let's just go ahead and get into it here. You guys have been there before. You know how it is. And you might not want it to be 35 minutes every single day. So it just kind of is what it is. First, let's start with uh, Tennessee basketball. Uh, some big news, expected news. Kennedy Chandler has declared for uh, the NBA draft. Again, this was not anything out of the ordinary. We thought this was going to happen. We expected this to happen. We expected this to happen when Tennessee signed him uh, way back when. But he officially declared. He made that, that announcement on social media, his Instagram page. I'm going to go ahead and read you kind of the note that he penned uh, for Vol Nation. Here it is. Quote, this is for Kennedy Chandler on Instagram uh, Tuesday afternoon. I would like to preface this statement by first giving thanks to God. I am humbled to be in a position where I am so close to a lifelong dream. I'm also compelled to thank my support system, specifically my father. Uh, Dad, I truly appreciate the immense sacrifices you made to allow me to get to this point. Thank you, uh, Rosalind. Calvin, your honesty and uh, criticism has been uh, very, very important for my growth. To Coach Barnes, thank you for coaching me with such high standards and holding me accountable. To my teammates, I will miss you guys, and I cherish the time we spent together. You guys were patient with me and allowed me to lead to Vol Nation. You are the best fans in college basketball. I can't allow this moment to pass without thanking um, a couple of other people that I can't pronounce their name, Coach Harrington, Coach Luke, to all my teammates at Briarcrest and Sunrise. Thank you for being amazing teammates. And last but not least, thank you, uh, Miss Fight and Javante. After much prayer and, and uh, deliberation, I am extremely excited to announce that I will be declaring for the 2022 NBA draft and hiring an agent 
uh, Ryan Davis. So he says hiring the agent Ryan Davis. So he already announces you know who his agent is going to be and all that. And so that is uh, big time news for Kennedy Chandler. Again, this was not out of the ordinary. We did not think this was going to blindside us. Uh, this was expected. There was some thought maybe he could come back and everything, but you know why would you? Even if you're not a lottery pick, you're going to get paid thousands and excuse me millions of millions of dollars to go and play a G go to play in the G league and, and develop and, and figure it out. Right. So good on Kennedy Chandler. Um, happy for him, man. He was fun to watch this year after Tennessee lost to Michigan on that Saturday night in the uh, round of 32. I remember I tweeted and I said, if this is it for Kennedy Chandler, which I think we all believe it will be, boy, was he a fun, it was he fun to watch, man. We got to see a kid grow up in front of our eyes. And I truly believe that is the case. I mean, he grew up so much over this year. I mean, think back in the month of November, think back in the month of early December and and how he became who he was at the end of March, right? He was incredible. 2021-2022 All-SEC second team. He was the uh, name to the All-SEC all freshman team as well. He was the name to the 2022 All-SEC tournament team, and he was named the SEC tournament MVP. Remember, in that first game on Friday night, he walked in or he went in and turned his ankle three minutes into the ball game, and you thought, man, if Kennedy Chandler's not going to be able to play the rest of this weekend, Tennessee might, Tennessee might win tonight, but they're not going to beat Kentucky tomorrow. And he just comes back and continues to play through that and is your tournament MVP. Uh, so in 34 games as a true freshman at Tennessee, the point guard, six foot, 170 pounds from Memphis, Tennessee, averaged 13.9 points per game, 3.2 rebounds per game, 4.7 assists per game. So essentially he averaged 14, 3, and 5 in terms of points, rebounds, and assists. He shot it at a 46.4% clip. It's three-pointers over 38%. Free throw shooting, not great. We know that. I harped on him all year long. Only 60%, which is just not good at all. But um, he was a fantastic player this past year. So congratulations to Kennedy Chandler. We'll continue to dive and look at the mock drafts and all that as time goes on and the projections for Kennedy Chandler when he goes to the NBA Combine and does the interview process and all that. And uh, maybe we'll get him on the show. That'd be fantastic. So congrats to Kennedy Chandler on announcing his intention to declare uh, to the NBA draft. He made that announcement on his Instagram page. All right, one other note, hoops note from... Uh, Tuesday, uh, you have a player that has entered the transfer portal. Uh, redshirted this past year, six foot eleven, two hundred and thirty pounds from Knoxville Catholic High School, Hanjay Tamba. He reclassified into the class of twenty twenty one, enrolled at Tennessee a little early, and went ahead and redshirted. Um, in the pictures that I post on social media for this podcast and everything, you might not know what he looks like because again, he didn't play at all. I mean, he dressed every game, he was on the bench, but he never played because he was redshirted. But he was always the guy that was leading the dances in the pictures or the videos, if you remember it on. You know the CBS might have showed it. TBS throughout the uh, throughout the uh, uh, throughout those tournament runs, he was the guy that was always leading the dance in the middle of the circle. So I thought that was kind of cool. But you know he's got a bright future, right? I mean he's he's a nice uh, he's got a nice skill set. He's really developed a whole lot over his time at Knoxville Catholic here uh, in um, in Knoxville. Uh, we're just reading from his bio right now here from high school. An elite academic achiever, he was a high school junior in 2021, 2020, 2021, but announced. In July of 2021, that he was reclassifying into that class. As a junior, he averaged 10.7 rebounds and two blocks per game. He was D2 AA All States uh, honoree and uh, received a whole lot of other postseason accolades. Um, he is, uh, you know, a really, 
he's a guy that I think has a bright future, but ultimately, after a year at Tennessee, I don't know the details on this, but maybe just looking for another opportunity, maybe uh, knowing that maybe he might not be playing as much as he thought he might be even next year, and so he wants to go on and look for a new opportunity. But I think the uh, I, I think he's a very talented player. Again, six foot eleven, two thirty, and even though you redshirted this year here at Tennessee. It's not like you weren't working. You were working every single day in practice, and you were learning from a Hall of Fame coach and Rick Barnes. So uh, we'll see what Hanjay Tomba decides to do in terms of where he's going to go. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I think that uh, he was better for coming to Tennessee for at least one year, uh, despite uh, redshirting that year and leaving via the transfer portal. So Kennedy Chandler announces he will declare for the NBA draft. Uh, Hanjay Tomba has announced that he will enter the transfer portal. Could there be more news for Tennessee basketball? I think so, um, but I don't think it's going to be anything earth-shattering if you catch my drift there. Uh, we'll come back. We'll talk Tennessee baseball. The number one team in the land had a 5-1 midweek win over Lipscomb. I'll tell you why that's important. A couple of things when Locked On Balls returns. But Bill Bar, guys, it is fantastic, great tasting, so many different flavors, mint brownie, chocolate, coconuts, mint white chocolate chip, whatever flavor you can even imagine, they'll probably make it because they'll probably think it tastes good, right? There's always new flavors coming out every single week at Built.com. But the thing about Bill's bars that are better than candy bars, first, they taste good. They're covered in 100% chocolate, but they're infused with 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only four net carbs, only four grams of sugar. You compare all that to a normal candy bar that's got about 240 calories per candy bar. So these are the real deal. And if you want to you want to try them out, you want to you want to peruse and see which one you might like, I encourage you to go to build.com. And while you're there, use the promo code LOCK15 because you're going to get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. That is at built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. We'll go back into a Wednesday Locked On Vols. It is your team every single day. And of course, we're talking about the University of Tennessee. All right. So Tennessee, a 5-1 to one victory over Lipscomb on, I'll keep wanting to say Lipscomb Academy because that's a prominent high school in the mid-state where Trent Dilfer coaches and there's tons and tons of prospects. But no, this is Lipscomb, the college and uh, in-state foe taking on Tennessee in the midweek action. Tennessee won 5-1. Uh, to one. Tennessee scored five runs off eight hits, committed one error in the field. Lipscomb scored one run off five hits, no errors in the field. And, you know, why am I going to waste your time talking about just a little midweek action game? Well, as you guys know, I'm running on E here at the end of the night. And uh, quite frankly, this is some content that is just easy for me because I just covered the game. But also, also... All you new Tennessee baseball fans, Blake Tidwell. Blake Tidwell pitched two innings. Got the start, right? You know, Blake Tidwell, the super freshman from last year that had a 10 and 3 record, a 374 ERA, that had a 90 strikeouts and about 91 innings of work. Yeah, that guy that the guy that has been on the shelf for pretty much the entire season up until last week, or up until a week ago, rather, when he got an inning of work in midweek action against Butler. And didn't see any action against Vanderbilt, but they're trying to get him back into the fold, trying to stretch him out, and then ultimately they'll decide what they want to do with him because right now Tennessee's weekend staff is incredible. But it's interesting, and it's good because Blake Tidwell 
He got the start. He pitched two innings, and he looked really, really good. He totaled 33 pitches. He had 23 strikes of those 33 pitches, which were fantastic. He registered one out via fly ball, one out via ground out. Uh, he had 97 on the scoreboard gun a couple of times. 96 is where his fastball was sitting. He tossed two scoreless innings, allowed just one base runner. That was a leadoff single in the second inning. But he responded in that second inning by striking out the rest of the side. So uh, Blade Tidwell looked really, really good uh, in his outing. Other notes, well... Uh, ben Joyce came on, and he pitched really, really well. Xander Seacrest came in in the third inning and pitched that inning. He took over for uh, Blake Tidwell. He's your normal weekday starter, or at least has been. He came in, pitched a scoreless inning, and uh, looked really good. Ben Joyce pitched two innings. That's important because, again, he's coming off Tommy John surgery. The flamethrower, I I should have tracked it. I don't know how many he had over 100 miles per hour tonight, but he had plenty over 100 miles per hour, and he looked really, really good. Um, he pitched two innings, he had three strikeouts, and um, it was scoreless uh, those times as well. Um, Will Mabry and Mark McLaughlin came on. A couple times, Lipscomb really did challenge there towards the later innings. After back-to-back -back singles to begin the sixth inning for the Bisons, uh, Wyatt Evans, who was in the, uh, the ball game now, uh, corralled the first out of the frame. But after falling full at 3-2 and two, uh, to the uh, heart of the order, to uh, one of the heart of the order guys for Lipscomb with runners at second and third, Will Mabry was called on to finish the batter. There was only one out in the inning, and one pitch he took care of it, struck him out. Still needing to escape that inning without any damage, Mabry retired Mason Lundgren on strikes and was able to pitch around a one-out, two-runners-in-scoring-position jam. That was it for the southpaw. Uh, he pitched just five pitches. All were strikes, and he was able to get those two outs. And then later in the eighth inning, Mark McLaughlin came onto the ball game with a runner at third and only one away. He struck out two and retired their side without further damage. So um, those two guys really kind of saved the day in terms of uh, the bullpen. Still, Tennessee ran themselves out of a couple outs uh, in this ball game. I'm not going to talk about that right here on this show, but uh, Tennessee was your typical win. You know, the bats were kind of quiet, only scored five runs. Uh, Tennessee pushed across five runs on the night, needed every single one of them at points in the game because, again, Lipscomb was pressing. Four different balls drove in runs on the night while Beck scored. This is Jordan Beck, the game's first run on a wild pitch in the first inning. He was also a part of the Drew Gilbert, Luke Lipsius, and Cortland Lawson grouping that drove in the other runs. Beck homered. He tripled in the victory. He scored on a wild pitch. He scored two runs. Uh, he also walked in the win. He was the only volunteer on the night to tally a multi-hit day. He scored two of the five volunteer runs uh, in this ball game. But it was kind of a slow night at the plate for Tennessee, but there were a couple of uh, uh, you know backups in there. Christian Moore was getting the start at second base. I wouldn't consider him a backup. He plays all the time wherever, but he got the start at second base. Uh, Stevenson was the DH tonight. Seth Stevenson, you had... Um, Christian Scott got the start in left field. Charlie Taylor, a true backup catcher, was given Evan Russell the night off, which was huge. Um, but, you know, for Tennessee, it extended its uh, program leading or program record win streak to 20 games. Came into the game uh, winning 19 straight, now extended that to 20 games, and uh, Tennessee just continues to be the best team in the country. So these midweek games are important, okay, because Tennessee only used four relievers over the weekend in that sweep of Vanderbilt. Again, that's just incredible. Used four relievers in a sweep of Vanderbilts over the weekend, right? <laughs> and you had more arms than innings. You, you got to get those guys, got to get those guys in there to get some work. So immediately on, on the priority list to get work was 
Tidwell and Joyce, and they got theirs out of the way. Xander Seacrest came in and with the meat to that sandwich. And then you had to get the guys in like Mabry, Camden Sewell, uh, Kirby Connell, Mark McLaughlin, all those guys pitched. And there were still some more guys that probably needed to pitch that uh, you just, just weren't able to. But nonetheless, Tennessee, a 5-1 win over Lipscomb. They've now won 20 straight games and will set up for a home series against Missouri this weekend. First pitch will be Friday night at 6.30. I believe Saturday is at 7 o'clock, and I believe Sunday's matinee is at 1 o'clock. So... Tennessee should sweep Missouri. You can never say never, especially SEC baseball. Tennessee should sweep Missouri and definitely win that series. And, I mean, we're talking about potentially, potentially 23 straight wins for the University of Tennessee and what a a 12-0 start in SEC play. That would be ridiculous. If you're not on board with this Tennessee baseball team, I encourage you to get out to Lindsey Nelson Stadium. They are fun to watch. I promise you, date night, family night, you know, go with the in-laws, go with your parents, whatever the case may be, go with the boys. They are fun to watch. Get out there and uh, check them out because, again, they are the best team in the country currently right now. A couple of notes I I um, dug into, I reached out to some people that I trust, and um, I want to go back to a Twitter Tuesday question that Ross asked me earlier in the week. And I've got some more details on that. So hold on, and we'll get to that here in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain of parts of auto, auto, auto parts dealer to keep up with the parts you need. Why endure the often pointless or seemingly intimidating process uh, that comes with the questioning while the person behind the counter looks through their computer, their warehouse, looking at all the specifications and all the models that they carry? Hey, You have a computer right in the palm of your hand in your pocket. That is your cell phone, and you have access to rockauto.com. It's easy. You save time and money when using rockauto.com. You can choose to spend up to 30, 50, sometimes even 100% more if you go away from rockauto.com instead of just trusting the family uh, family owned business that's been serving it to do it do it yourselfers and uh, commercial reps online for 20 years that's rockauto.com the prices are always so reliably low for every single customer it doesn't matter who you are go check out their easy to use website you can check it out navigate it today and search for all the auto parts that you need so Right now, if you have a need, I encourage you to go to rockauto.com, see all the parts available for your car and your truck. Right locked on when uh, in the How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we, that I, sent you. Amazing selection, reliable low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit my friends at rockauto.com. We got a final segment left here of this Wednesday Locked On Balls. Guys, I told you it's going to be a short one. I do apologize. Uh, we'll get back to those normal 30-minute podcasts probably tomorrow, but uh, I'm up against a couple of things, so it's going to be a little bit shorter. Uh, but I do appreciate you guys hanging out with me here today, and it's it's been filled with news. I mean, I feel like you're learning something, right? Like, like for me, I want to be entertained. Sure, I feel like I can be entertaining sometimes. I'm more entertaining when I'm with somebody else, but I, you know, I'm not going to waste my time unless I like learn something, right? So hope you learned something from this today. If not, well, I guess we can try again tomorrow. But I do appreciate you make for making Locked On Vols uh, your first listen each and every day. Hopefully that will continue. Uh, Ross Jackson, he was asking about some um, about some of the current financials in terms of you know where the athletic department is health wise and all that. I couldn't get into all that. I just uh, I, I couldn't I couldn't find what I was looking for. But in terms of the athletic department still paying former coaches. We spoke on this a little bit on Twitter Tuesday's episode uh, two days ago, and I said I believe Holly Warlick is still being paid and probably Philip Former. Uh, well, I dove into some of that a little bit, and uh, I asked around, and I I got back some uh, some of the things I was looking for. 
We'll start with, with uh, Philip Fulmer, former athletics director. Philip Fulmer, the former athletics director, say that 10 times fast, uh, of the University of Tennessee. Um, Fulmer received $37,500 per month through December 31st, 2023. Philip Fulmer is to receive $37,500 per month through December 31st, 2023. Goodness flippin' gracious. That's insane. That is incredible. But of course, it was, you know, I mean, they didn't... If you remember how that all went down, you fired Pruitt and all that, and, and then, you know, Philip Fulmer decided to step aside and all that, well... If we listen to this podcast back then, I believe Josh was still the host, but if you listen to me on the radio, and I'm sure we talked about it some sense, you're still paying Philip Fulmer, okay? You know, you're not paying him to go away, right? Or you're paying him to go away, essentially, is what happened. And, and you know, Philip Fulmer was my was the Tennessee coach when I was growing up. He is, when I think of Tennessee athletics and I think of Tennessee football, he's that coach. I have nothing against Philip Fulmer. Um, I, I think you need to separate Fulmer, the coach, and the athletics director, because I think that... Um, though he did some good things as AD, I think that he was much better as a coach, obviously. Um, but nonetheless, I'm not, I'm not sitting here trying to bash Phil Former, but the point is, um, he's still getting paid. <laughs> he was not fired for cause. He was told to go away. <laughs> and uh, here we are, $37,500 per month. Whoa, that is incredible through December 31st, 2023. So good on him, good on him. Um, here's a note on Holly Warlick. So remember, Holly was fired... What about three and a half years ago? I, I guess it would be it'd be about three years ago now because um, Kelly Harper's had three seasons. Of course, one was COVID and all that. So uh, about three years now is when she was fired. Three years ago now, um, the final payment to Holly Warlick was um, this month or is this month? Better said, uh, she had seven hundred and five thousand dollar buyout paid out monthly over the remaining three years. There we go, three years of that contract which ran through April the 30th, 2022. So she was fired three years ago. She had $705,000 left on that contract that she was being paid in installments monthly through the end of this month, April 30th, 2022. So again, not as, you know, not, not as much here in terms of, of uh, athletics director and, you know, men's sports in terms of that revenue and then ladies basketball, though, uh, it's good to see that the women's coaches are starting starting to get paid more. Obviously, Kelly Harper's making a million dollars a season now, uh, but I did want to get those out to you. So those are the financials uh, in terms of what Tennessee is still on the hook for for former 80s slash head coaches. Butch Jones is done. You're not paying Jeremy Pruitt right now because you fired Jeremy Pruitt with cause. Um, pretty much everybody else is sitting in pretty good standing, and you know no one's no one's close to being fired. Barnes was just extended. Harper was just extended. Tony Vitello, arguably, arguably. This could be a conversation for another podcast. Arguably the best coach in the country, regardless of sport right now. Hypo, year two, you're fine there. Um, a lot of your non-revenues are thriving, so um, it just kind of is what it is. So I wanted to pass those notes along to you guys. Ross, great question, man. Uh, had me digging up some of this stuff, had me consulting with uh, with some other people, and uh, that's always fun. So I uh, really appreciate you guys. Thanks for bearing with me here. It's a, it's a little bit shorter podcast, but big news from the day or from Tuesday, Kennedy Chandler declares for the NBA draft. Redshirt freshman Hanjay Tamba uh, has entered the transfer portal. Tennessee baseball, a 5-1 to winner over Lipscomb, with Blake Tidwell getting the start, striking out four and two innings of work, two innings of scoreless work. 
And uh, those are the important things. And of course, some notes here on the financials of some former prominent people at the University of Tennessee. Guys, thanks so much for your time. It means so much to me that you spend your time with me every single day. I don't take that lightly, I promise you. And thanks so much for making Locked On Vols your first listen. Check out Locked On NFL Draft Line. Tracy, Eric Crocker, they bring the NFL Draft to life every single day. Dive into the top prospects around the country and bring those NFL front offices to life every single day. After Locked On Balls, which is your first listen, make Locked On NFL Draft your second listen each and every morning. We'll come back. We'll finish off the work week strong with a Thursday and Friday show. This is Locked On Balls. Enjoy the rest of your Wednesday, everybody. Wednesday, everybody.